0: Back to another episode of of Stripped by Sia. I almost said my YouTube name. (laughs) Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia. I am a digital content creator. I am also a former sugar baby and a stripper based here in lovely Pacific Northwest, Vancouver, Canada, and I do this podcast every single week to give you news, education on the sex work industry, whether it's anything to do with porn or camming or strippers or dominatrices, which is today, and other fun related topics uh, in relation to sex work and the destigmatization of it. So, whew. This whole week is all going to be about uh, another Dominatrix episode. There's so many episodes of Dominatrix, but I think everyone's so interested in it, and there's so many different parts of it. There's a lot of moving parts. And we're going to be speaking specifically this week on humiliation, some slave work, um, different types of relationships that can come from it, <laughs> and from these very specified relation working relationships i want to say and we're also going to be talking a little bit and addressing the recent only band controversy that happened a couple of weeks ago and a couple of weeks ago because of the time of recording it's going to be released in a couple of weeks <laughs> and also going to be talking about um another platform if you are still looking to diversify we are also going to be talking exclusively about the platform ABN Stars. So I am bringing on today's guest, who goes by the name Mistress Quail Avara, who is joining me today all the way from blank. Insert where you're from, because I think you have an accent. <laughs> I do? I think so. Where are you from? Are you from this like southern United States, or where? where are you from?
1: You're spot on. I'm in Georgia.
0: There we go. I was like, there's a little bit of a little Southern twang and I love it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to chat with you about everything.
1: (laughs) Well, it's so funny because people around here, I don't have an accent compared to everybody else. Compared to my husband, I have no accent at all. So it's weird. Like you have an accent. What?
0: (laughs) It probably sounds like I am the one with an accent. (laughs)
1: You don't sound like you have an
0: accent either. Okay, good. Cool. Never mind then. <laughs> but, um, Mr. Quail, I am so excited to have you onto the show today. Um, we were kind of chatting back and forth on Instagram about random tangents about, oh, gosh, I think the original conversation was about relationships.
1: I think, I think so,
0: yeah. Yeah, way, way back a few weeks ago. And then. We were connecting together on um, the recent OnlyFans uh, debacle that happened. Then you're like, let's talk about another alternative platform that, you know, doesn't get as much love as, say, OnlyFans. So we're going to be talking about AVN Stars later because I have I've heard of the platform. I've never personally used it myself. And if I can, you know, can use this as a platform to kind of help. Other people make decisions about what platforms they want to diversify in. Then I'm here for it. So,
1: trust me, you will you will want to go to AVN after this conversation. It is I think it's the best platform, but I'm very biased. So,
0: (laughs) I'm excited. I can't wait to hear about it. Like, are you are you an AVN stars ambassador, undercover?
1: (laughs) That's actually something my husband joked about. It's like if they heard you talking about this, would they? would they sponsor you? And I'm like, how would
0: they sponsor me? I don't know. <laughs> but no. AVN stars, if you're listening, <laughs> get in on this. <laughs>
1: yeah, but
0: it'd be cool. It'd be super cool. But what's even cooler <laughs> is like, I want to hear all about you because I don't know too much about you, except that you are a dominatrix based in Georgia, USA. And I, I want to know who you are and what it is you do, and feel free to define yourself in your own words and on your own terms. And go.
1: Alright, so, hello, I am Mistress Quail Avara. I consider myself to be an online dominatrix. I have been in the BDSM lifestyle for about four years, and been in the online sex work realm almost four years, about three and a half. I specialize in digital content creation in Oh gosh, I gotta think what else.
0: <laughs> List it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did content creation. I make customs. I work with slaves online only. I don't have any physical slaves except my husband, which I've mentioned him a million times. I know we will get to him. Yes, excited. Uh, I, of course, I'm on AVN stars, which he will love. And I recently just got on All Things Worn. Mm-hmm. Some, so, some worn wares, but mainly digital, believe it or not. Oh. Okay. And we can talk about that too a little bit. That, I love that site, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we
1: have the time, that's fine.
0: Oh, no. We're definitely going to be talking about it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay where where can we get started because basically you said you've been in the kink community for about four years what was your introduction it was did you have like your own kind of curiosity around it or is it something you were always like drawn to or what was your introductory moment
1: yeah nothing drawn to it at all i was a very sheltered person growing (gasps) up what like i didn't see porn until i was 18 oh wow yeah oh wow I didn't know exactly what masturbation
0: was until I was maybe
1: sixteen or seventeen. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, most people when they if they know me and compared to what I do now, they're like, "Wait, what happened?"
0: Total, that's a total one hundred and eighty. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so. <I'm> surprised. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so is this because like mainly you possibly came from a more conservative background or like being in the bible yeah. belt that kind of yeah. area like does that have to, anything to do with it yes oh my god all the things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how well, how does how does a girl like you find yourself in like the complete deep end well i was about
1: 23 i had a friend that was in the lifestyle okay he ended up introducing it to me, being like, you know, you would make a good Dom. And I was like, the heck is that? Well, a few <laughs> years prior, I was dating a guy that was like, oh, I expect you to learn to be a Dom. And I'm like, the heck is that? <laughs> I kind of dabbled and research a little bit. And then, of course, that magic year at 23, I was introduced to it, introduced to FetLife, and I was told, hey, if they have a can't called Pet Play. You would make a great handler. So oh. that's what I started with. I was on FetLife. I'm still there. I don't don't care to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was, and also made a Tumblr back when Tumblr actually cared about porn stars and fetish all that. Yes. Uh, Like seven months after that, I happened to see that these girls are selling their sexy wares through Tumblr. And I was like, huh? I can take this new hobby that I freaking love because I really loved the power thing.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: can of that that's cool so yeah ever since then I've, I've been doing what i'm doing obviously gotten better as i've gone along i don't have my tumblr anymore because you know screw you tumblr but <laughs> i'm pretty good where i'm at now
0: wow so cool so it's been a total whirlwind for you <laughs> i would now, say
1: now i can't see it.
0: Oh, no. yeah no this is so wild like when you <laughs> when you were first hearing like Oh, like your friends that were in the lifestyle saying that, oh, you'd be a great dominatrix. Do you, did you understand at that point, like what that meant? Or like, did you even know what a dominatrix was? Like what kind of no. research? No. no
1: <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. When I saw my first inky porno,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a simple kid and play video, meaning a girl, you know, She's naked, wearing cat ears. Her limbs are bound. So it looks like she's walking on all fours. Okay. I picked when I saw it. So I was like, is she okay? That <laughs> looks painful. What is going <laughs> <laughs> And now I can look back and laugh. Because I'm like, while well, I went and bind somebody's limbs, I mean, pet play is one of my niches. So mm-hmm. I quite enjoy it.
0: Very cool. And we're going to get into all <laughs> Not- of the things later for sure. So many. Uh, Yeah, so many, (laughs) for sure. I want to also know, like, when you were hearing these terms for the first time and you were starting to conduct your own research to kind of familiarize yourself with terms, like, where were you conducting your your research mainly? Like, were you just Googling something? Were you reading any subreddits? Or, like, how did you learn more about this world?
1: Google is a wonderful thing. Yes. (laughs) And then as I got more into it, um, I'm definitely not on Reddit. I still can't understand it for the life of me. But Google <laughs> mainly, a little bit of fat life. I don't really care much for fat life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got books. I've got online books. Um, from just dabbling around, looking around online. When I was on Tumblr, kind of like, okay, this is what this is. Okay. I'm very – I have a science th- science degree, so I'm very mm-hmm. research-based. Mm-hmm. So if I'm it's to a T.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. So like, as you were finding out more and more about this lifestyle, were you then curious? Were you then like, how did, how did you then end up doing all this and getting more so involved?
1: That's a good question. Because when I was dabbling in it, I was just like, eh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, that was at the time when the guy I was dating then suggested I role-play as Velma, and I thought that that was the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy, this is now the most tamed thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, I don't really know exactly what caused kind of the switch in my mind. I guess, like, the more I looked at it, and the more I was learning about myself being dominant having like this power because I mean kind of throughout my life I didn't really feel like I had much control of things oh and, not going to go into that really but mm-hmm. um and then as a dom it's like I have this control not only do I have this control I have to put it on other people and they like it because I enjoy giving people things that make them feel good mm-hmm. and it's like okay doing this makes other people feel good makes me feel good everybody's happy Mm-hmm. And then when you add a monetary value to it, I get extra happy. Oh, yeah. And so everyone's happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely when there's a monetary value added to it, you know, we're all kind of happy people, happy campers, I would say.
1: <laughs> like, sure, you want me to yell at you and say you're a pathetic loser? Okay, give me my money. All right, you're happy? Okay, have, have a great day.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, like, when you were first dabbling it, were you just limited to pet play or were you dabbling in, a, in like a variety of things within the BDSM community?
1: It was mainly pet play because mm-hmm. that was the first thing I heard. And I was like, okay, first thing. So I was mainly looking up how to be a female handler, mm-hmm. which I will tell you, actually very hard to find. Because it mostly talked about male handlers, and especially most of the research I did was in the gay leather community. Oh. Nothing wrong with that at all. Love my gay leather guys. Yeah. But there just wasn't much for women. I mean, I have a book. uh, It's called Woof. Yep. And it's basically how to be a handler from the gay leather perspective. And I'm like, Mm. you know, anybody, any gender, any sexuality, whatever, could benefit from this if they're Mm -hmm. into pet fun.
0: Totally. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a really, really cool point that you brought up because I never even thought about it, that there wasn't a lot of women representation in that corner of the BDSM world
1: oh yeah like trust me I went to I went to munches I used to and I had a male dom I was the only fem dom there it was all male doms female slaves and then there was me oh wow I ended up having a man look at me flat out say that because you know I had stuff going on at the time I can't be a dom I'm not a fem dom what
0: how can someone else say that
1: well, I told the guy who ran the munch, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to him. This guy kind of was a little creepy anyway.
0: Mm. And I mean, back
1: then, I'll say back then I had a lot more issues with self-confidence, with anxiety. Because, I mean, I live with anxiety, but I'm mm-hmm. a lot better about it now. Good. Um, like, you know, if I were where I am now, I would have laughed at him and been like, well, fuck you. But, I mean, at the time I didn't. Uh, that actually weighed on me for the longest time where I felt like I wasn't good enough. Wow. And it took me. I mean, it's been a journey, but it's taken me a while for me to be like, you know, I am good enough as I am. It doesn't matter if I have background things going on at home. Everybody has background issues going on at home. Yes, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any less dumb or any less sub if you're in the submissive realm.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. Like, hi. Do you find that your work within the BDSM community and within the kink community? Do you think that has anything to do with helping you build your confidence and especially in your role as a dominatrix?
1: Actually, yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, tell us, tell well, us. Well, of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, we all know if we're all in the sex community, we all have a persona. Who actually uses their real identity? If you do, I mean, how do you do it? Good luck, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so I have this... Dominant persona, and as I was growing more and more into it, because now, I mean, it's pretty much melded into my life, but it wasn't always, Mm -hmm. so it's, okay, how would, how would my persona act in this situation? Well, she's a boss-ass bitch, she is confident, and she will kick you in the face if she wants to. I love it. (laughs) And I mean, the fact that I wear a lot of black and black leather definitely helps. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm looking – I have five-inch goth leather platforms. You've probably seen it on my Instagram or Twitter or both.
0: Oh, yes. All of the above.
1: (laughs) Those those boots, they could probably hurt somebody.
0: It could be a weapon.
1: I've I've had requests from people being like, can we meet up in person? You can, like, crush my balls. And I'm like, dude, I don't do physical yet.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, you're on the other side of the freaking world. How does that work?
0: (laughs) Tell me, tell me something about leather. I know that leather is like a big, a big thing in the King community. Where does that come from? What's the origin? And like, I don't want to be stereotyping or anything, but when I think of like a dominatrix, I always, I always think of either leather or latex.
1: Everyone does. Yeah. That's pretty. Good. Um, tell us about leather. that. <laughs> Ice. But anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. I don't know a whole, whole lot about the origins. From what from what I've heard in the past, um, it actually came from the gay community. Mm-hmm. That's where leather. Yes. With gay men, the leather clubs and all that. And, like, with motorcycle gangs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they all wear leather. And then it has branched out to where, you know, it's not just gay men that wear it. Now it's straight men and they're like, can't talk. <laughs> gay women- I mean, you know, all the sexualities, all the genders, we can all enjoy some leather.
0: Absolutely. And plus, it feels good, too. Uh,
1: I actually have a love-hate relationship with it. I get hot really easily, so I'm just Mm. like, I'm done. But I love it so much. Like, one of my looks, I call it the commander. I'm wearing a commander hat, leather shirt, leather pants, leather boots. And I have a video on my Instagram where I'm standing in front of a fan singing to it because I was shooting. I was so freaking hot. I have to turn my hands off when I shoot because Because you can hear the.
0: Yeah, the sound.
1: (laughs) Uh, I was camming once and this guy's like, Why do I hear a clicking sound? It was my ceiling fan. (laughs) I'm like, Seriously? That's
0: awesome. Called out. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Uh, yeah it was my regular guys and it's like screw you
0: fine <laughs> well I think like leather I mean leather in terms of clothing is is definitely hot for sure like and, and temperature <laughs> wise
1: <laughs> it's hot in all the ways
0: in all the ways but I mean like equipment wise I think leather is great it feels great on the skin it feels great qu- uh, uh, I mean if you're doing any kind of in person work which you will hopefully maybe in the future might do <laughs>
1: I would like to, yeah, because, amazingly, around here, there's not a lot of kink stuff. I know, like, the big, I know, like, in our capital city, there is one dungeon that's nearby. I've been there before, 1763, it's wonderful, Mm. but really not much of anything, and that's part of why I want to open my own dungeon one day. And uh-huh. I like the idea of you know if there's other online DOMs like me that need a place to shoot or to do photo shoots, it's like I can rent it out. It's like here, here's a place, a safe place for you to do your shoots. Just don't break my stuff, please. Yeah,
0: <laughs> don't break my shit.
1: <laughs> you break it, you break <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, and that sh- that's <laughs> equipment is not not cheap either.
1: So very, it widely depends. Like. I'm actually, like I said, I have my iPad propped up on my kink drawer, a whole dresser drawer, like, three drawers full of stuff, and I'm looking in it. I've got a bag of wooden clothespins I got from the Dollar Tree. Mm. I've uh, I've got rope that I got from the hardware store, a leash that I actually won in a giveaway years ago. Just random bits and pieces of things that, I mean, not necessarily have to come from kinky, sexy shops or whatever. Right like i have a dog leash and i have a collar in here from a pet store
0: so literally (laughs) i love it and then that's such a good idea too because then sometimes i mean like i've had so many conversations with other dominatrixes um but like it can be quite an investment but like from this perspective totally accessible
1: like okay i have a riding crop you see those all over sex shops yes go or go to a local feed store they
0: have them for horseback
1: riding. Yes, they do. I got mine for like $15.
0: I love it. This is so oh, yeah. This is so useful for anyone listening and wanting to get into work
1: You don't have to spend every dollar you have. Like, okay, a lot of my leather stuff my husband boy gave me because he has a leather fetish. That's also partially how I got into leather oh, because nice. of him. <laughs> okay. Or me.
0: I have so many questions and there's so many different avenues. So why don't we go talk a little bit about uh, virtual DOM work and then we can go into wares, like selling used wares, and then we'll talk about your houseboy. boy. All
1: right. So <laughs> what do you want to know about virtual?
0: Yeah. So why virtual and, and how does that work in the online sphere?
1: Okay, so I did virtual because... I didn't want anybody knowing that I was doing this. And in my mind, virtual to me was safer. Yes. Where I don't, I mean, I'm not saying this to diss off strippers, escorts, the ones that deal with actual people. I don't know how you guys do it. You're amazing. (laughs) I personally don't think I could because I, you know, I don't like the idea of getting touched without permission or getting robbed or any of these horrible things you hear happening. So I'm like, you know, the internet is a bit safer because I can hide behind a screen. And I just hit a drawer. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, um, you're good.
1: I can, you know, I can be behind this screen. I have this persona. There's pictures and videos out of me. Yes. But you can't physically touch me. Right. So I have my own limits. I can shoot wherever I want to. I'm not required to go to anybody. That's what I like about it. It's just the safety. Safety's huge to me.
0: Yeah, that is a huge thing for sure. And like, and also really important and amidst everything else that's going on in the world globally. um, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's a huge factor as well. But yeah, I I hear you. And also it's like super convenient to do in the comfort of your own home, your own hours.
1: And I'm in a, I'm actually in a Twitter group with a group of ABN creators. And when the pandemic happened and everybody's moving online, some of the girls in the group do physical in-person sessions mm-hmm. and they said that the problem they were having is you know they're so used to doing these in-person sessions and now they're trying to figure out the technology like how do you promote on Twitter and Instagram how do you do these mm-hmm. online sessions you know I'm sitting here like welcome to virtual island
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> welcome to 2021
1: <laughs> I don't, um, more power to them that they can do the physical sessions because let's be honest those pay a lot better But, I mean, Mm. that was the thing, was just, like, they were struggling with them. There's some that did physical and they were virtual. So they at least had the idea of what they could be doing.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that can be tricky, too. Like, and sometimes people find it hard to to make that leap. Or at least when I was speaking to people last year in various forms of sex work, trying to um, patch over that gap in terms of, like, okay, I was doing a lot of in-person sessions for whatever type of sex work that it was, and trying to, you know, create an online brand is very time-consuming.
1: I remember seeing a video of this girl who says she's a stripper, and I remember something she said was, now I'm giving lap dances online through OnlyFans. And I'm like, how are you able to do that? Because, you know, as a stripper, obviously, you're going up to people. You're doing your dance. You're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. You can't put on a screen.
0: No. It's a little different. I'm, I'm
1: press <laughs> your brain, you go for it, but that's not really going to work the same.
0: No, I mean, like, we all had to kind of pivot a lot last year. I mean, even this oh, yeah. year, too, with all the other things that are going on, which we'll, which we'll get to later, but... That's really, really cool. I mean, like, I think virtual (laughs) is the way to go. Oh, yeah. I also wanted to speak to you about, like, used wares. I know we both are a fan of Dalma Rosa. Shout out to Dalma, who was on the show earlier. Yeah, last season she was on. She's lovely. She is hilarious. Um, If you guys haven't listened to her podcast, the Panty Selling Podcast, go listen to it.
1: (laughs) I talk right here on Instagram, too
0: yes she is excellent she's such a good resource but like how did you get into selling your used wares
1: well i i thank doma for this one actually <laughs> i was listening to her podcast and i mean something i've always told people was to you know research and list and learn from other things so if you're a dom learn from strippers from escorts from panty sellers there's stuff you can learn from everybody oh yeah I wasn't going to do it for the longest time because I'm like, look, I already have my videos I've been doing for four years. I've got my subscription site. And I was like, you know what? Let's just jump in. And the first one I chose is All Things Worn solely because as soon as I follow Dalma on Instagram, within two seconds, I get All Things Worn is following you. Yeah. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> Same here.
1: <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I hopped on. And it's like, well... I've got a bunch of clothes in my closet I don't want anymore. So, and actually, ironically, as we speak, I am currently wearing a bra for a client that's going out tomorrow.
0: Yes, yes, I'm so here for it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, and but most of my sales are actually through custom videos.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Like, so, so try to explain that. So, like, (laughs) do you do a video then, and then, and then ship out whatever piece that is you're wearing? From that video? Like a bundle package?
1: No, not necessarily. Okay. So I haven't had somebody ask for the wear and a video at the same time. Mm. Like if it's a wear. I'll wear the item each day. I'll send a picture being like, hey, I'm wearing this. And of course they're like, it's so hot. <laughs> and then, you know, it's on its way. I actually have a bra on its way to Canada. Hey, right now. yes. So, actually, <laughs> I think it's going to Toronto if I remember right Mm mm-hmm but um yeah that's usually how that worked for the custom videos like I'll talk to them they'll be like okay I want this this and this give them my price I'll create the video and send it to them through WeTransfer. oh yeah which you directly email that clip to them they have seven days to download that file because otherwise if they don't it disappears yeah then it's gone and it's like you know People are like, no, I don't want guys downloading my stuff. And I'm like, well, how the heck are you sending anything? Like, go ahead and download it. You bought it. Yep. Like, it it has my watermark in there. So good luck trying to resell it if that's your plan. So, yeah. And I guess if I ever had a, you know, I want to buy this bra you wore in this video, I'd just send the video. and be like, okay, I'm wearing the bra. It's on its way. Yeah. Some items that I'm like, I wore... Like, I had one, like, some of my bras I wore in what I called a giantess boob worship video. I call it the bra tour. Okay. Because I'm in there, the camera's close to my tits, and, you know, I'm just showing off my bras. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so great. <laughs> I suck some, myself a lazy content creator. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: we all have lazy moments, though, as creators? Like, it's really exhausting to do, like, a video every single day, or, like, I just, I I don't work that way. I'm like, I'm going to film just one time. We're going to do a bunch of stuff that one time and then I'm going to splice it up and I'm going to do, I'm going to like schedule things out that way. I mean, that's the way that I do things.
1: (laughs) Well, and the wonderful thing about fetish is anything's a fetish. Yes. So one day, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a lipstick fetish. I'm going to put all the lips, like do, try on all my lipstick on my face, not at the same time. Somebody likes (laughs) this. I love denim pants. I'm going to, wear my jeans, and have it zoomed on my ass, and just kind of dance around. Because
0: people love this stuff. People love stuff. Exactly. Like, you know, people are into different things, and, like, I get so many requests um, to do episodes on specific types of fetishes so often. And I'm just like, I didn't know that was a fetish. But then, again, as you said, anything goes.
1: Like, I think I joked with Domba, I was like, yeah, you, you see your kitchen cabinet, that's probably a fetish for someone. You see the weeds in your backyard, that's probably a fetish. <laughs> I've heard of a lesbian couple, the, they're like, yeah, we're married to the moon and we're nature sexuals. We we have sex with trees. It's like, okay, interesting. How do you do
0: that? <laughs> how do you do that? I was, I'm like wondering, I'm like, how do you do that? How does that work? <laughs> Whatever I, floats your boat.
1: <laughs> not going to judge, not going to kink shame, I'm just... You have had it. Have fun. Totally. <laughs> if you're not getting hurt or someone else isn't getting hurt, then go for it.
0: Well, speaking of which, like, I wanted to talk to you about the art of humiliation because like, it can be really a difficult concept for people to understand, um, for people to kind of grasp, or like if someone's just new at dom- being a dominatrix, they think right away, oh, I have to humiliate this person. Can you speak a little bit about your relationship with humiliation and how you incorporate that in your line of sex work
1: Oh yeah sure and really quick side tangent um doma's website sw rolodex i actually offer femdom training so yes. if anyone needed a mentorship from me they could go on there purchase a training and i can help them with humiliation
0: oh perfect so, yeah and we'll uh, we'll like mention that all the at the end of the show any kind of marketing stuff we can do that right at the end forgot to mention that earlier
1: <laughs> but anyway so humiliation Look, oh, like i said on when i was on doms podcast like most people when they think of doms they think you know they all are humiliation they're all bitches all this mm-hmm. not ne- there are nice soft nurturing doms that won't humiliate there are doms that will i'm definitely one that will yes <laughs> <laughs> first thing i'll always do like, if some guy's like, yeah, I want you to humiliate me. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to be humiliated about? What do you like? Because no. obviously I can't read his mind. No. Like, I go humiliating him by like, oh, your cock is small. And he's like, no, I didn't like that. I want you to humiliate my face. It's like, well, mm. you didn't tell me. Yeah,
0: you need some but kind of direction, right?
1: The My favorite to do, especially if I'm on cam... If a guy wants me to humiliate him and he's like, oh, I want you to humiliate me about anything, I'm like, you know, it's pathetic that you paid a woman online to humiliate you. (laughs) I like that. It works every time.
0: (laughs) Take note, people listening. Take note.
1: (laughs) Just humiliate him about the fact that he's paying you to be mean to him. It's easy. (laughs) Yeah, only... Ask what they like, because you can't know. And you don't want, I mean, obviously, BDSM, you are consensually hurting people's feelings, but consensually. Yes. You want to hurt their feelings and, like, emotionally scar them or damage them. Fortunately, Mm -hmm. I've not had that experience, but I know it's happened Mm -hmm. with other people. And you just got to be careful. You don't want a guy to go all depressed and whatever because you humiliated him for the wrong reason totally yeah
0: yeah that's so important like can you i know that you have an experience that yourself which is a great example of like what a good dom you are but can you tell us of maybe some of your peers experiences about like some of their clients that have left you know really hurt or like even in some cases suicidal
1: um well that's the thing most of the doms i know don't do that are ethical doms too good um,
0: good good
1: the only thing I could think of, it wasn't even, it probably was emotionally painful. This one dom on Twitter, oh, she, I can't remember her name now, but she's extremely controversial. None of us like her.
0: Mm. She
1: a uh of a slave she had where she beat the hell out of him. Like, Ugh. he looked like he got thrown down a Rocky Mountain, bruises and black eyes and everything.
0: Oh my god.
1: Like, and she put progress pictures of him healing. It took him over a week for all the bruising to heal. Wow. And That's she awesome. was like, oh, he consented to it. But we're like, um, there's a fine line.
0: There is a fine you line.
1: Can... Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I'll beat a sub, but if it, if he doesn't want bruising, I'm not going to do it. Totally. And if he wants bruising, I'm not going that far because I'm sorry, I have morals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember like in one of the other episodes I was talking about, I think with uh, with Lynx Chase and we were talking about responsible domination. We were also talking about, um, for example, like cock and ball torture. Like you don't wanna be doing any kind of like irreversible damage to anybody.
1: Um, like there I've seen women like doing cock and ball torture videos and I'm just like, How is this testicle not exploding yet? Yeah. Um, I've tried a little bit of CBT myself with my slave, but I know he's not huge into pain, so we don't take it very far. Mm-hmm. But it's like, a guy wanted me to crush his balls, but like, there's a way to do it and not literally do it. Yeah. Like, you can put your foot down, but put most of your weight in your heel. Yes. Yeah. So, because I mean, you don't want to actually hurt them. Because, one, that's a weird trip to the hospital. Two, if you Mm. are a physical dom, you could get sued or you could even have the cops called on you for that.
0: Yeah, you got to be careful. And I'm always worried about, like, anyone interested in um, becoming a dominatrix and not realizing a lot of the consequences that can happen, the legality that that can go behind it as well. Again, like, there's (sighs) that fine line that you're walking across.
1: Well, it's virtual, dome You can't beat the heck out of them. If they beat themselves up, that's their own fault, not yours. But, you know, you still got to be careful with don't make them crazy mm-hmm. or suicidal or anything like that, which, fortunately, I've not seen any cases of it, but, I mean, I've heard of it happening.
0: Yeah, I've also heard of it, too. Like, there's, like, aftercare is also equally important. Yes. Right? So important.
1: So, which in the virtual world is a little harder because most yeah. of the time the guys are like, you know, after they buy that video or buy whatever, they're like, okay, I'm done. And mm-hmm. they don't, they disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah. So it's like, exactly can you do aftercare? Some of my guys, if they're repeat customers, I mean, they'll come back to me. And we'll just have conversation or they're like, okay, I'm ready for my next thing. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: a little bit trickier okay. On, okay. The online, the on the online, beyond the the online front, for sure, in trying to administer that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's tricky. Um, you mentioned slave a couple times, and I, I'm curious to hear about your slave. So, <laughs> can the you? The moment we've
1: all been waiting. For.
0: Yes, can you share? <laughs> I'm like have a big smile on my face right now. <laughs>
1: All right, because I know I talked to you about it before. The lovely listeners who don't know, yes. So I have my one physical slave. He is my husband. Um, <laughs> he slave Omega. Because I catch people on live stream and I mention him, be like, "Who's the slave Omega?" That's my husband. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> about three years ago, I used to have a slave application where people could apply to be my slave. Cool. Um, he applied. And what, like, when I have my application, they have to pay the application fee and tribute me. Oh, double pay. The the first thing that got me interested about him was he tributed. Okay, great. And then, you know, I looked over his application. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could work with this. And I was like, you know, I am just virtual only. I don't work physically. And he's like, okay, that's fine. So, yeah, then I accepted him as my slave on October 13th, 2018. That's what we call our Damaversary. It's Damaversary?
0: Famous. I love it. <laughs> uh, so much fun. Like, we,
1: like, for a few months, you know, we're working online, doing our thing, whatever. At the time, I was still dating somebody. And, oh. of course, that guy knew what I was doing. But uh, that guy and I broke off. And then December of that year. It it's an interesting slope. Look, I ended up falling for Omega, and I was like, wait, what the (laughs) hell am I doing? Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's wild. And I mean, he said that he was falling for me, and I'm like, well, of course you are, because you're a slave and I'm your goddess. Right? But wait, wait, the tables are turning. Oh god, help me. And then I learned we're actually 10... We lived 10 minutes away from each other at the time. Neither one of us knew that.
0: Oh, my God. No way.
1: I don't know if Canada has Waffle House.
0: We do have a Waffle House here.
1: (laughs) We publicly met at a Waffle House. Mm Mm-hmm. So Waffle House is now our special place. The one Waffle House we went to is, like, very special to us. Aw. He... Like, he was wonderful, bought me breakfast, brought me gifts from my wish list, even gave me some art because he's an artist. Oh, wow. Filled cool. Up, filled up my gas tank before I went to work. It was a good time.
0: Okay. Wow. This is so cool. So, like, how long, how long was he your slave before things started to turn romantically?
1: Like I said, from October to December.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the one to fall for people really quick. And I was about to say, what do you mean was my slave? He still is.
0: <laughs> there we go. Oh. True.
1: And I mean, yeah, a few years later we are gonna we're about to celebrate our first wedding anniversary on Halloween.
0: Ooh. So Oh yeah. That's Congrats good. on such a date too. So fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. We chose it for that reason. I mean, I wore a black wedding dress, my platform boots. It was a great time
0: oh my god well congrats that's so exciting i'm so happy for you and this is so cool because like yeah i remember like our first conversation together we were kind of bonding over this because that's something similar that happened with my current boyfriend because he was uh, my foot slave before and then he upgraded to be my slave slave and then now we're in a relationship together but it's the difference between your uh dynamic and mine is that like the slave complex like doesn't really play out that much anymore so that's kind of like how our relationship has kind of changed and grown over the past like year and a bit so but yours is definitely still your slave
1: i mean like we consider ourselves a 24 7 dynamic
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: but, I mean, it's not like we do scenes and dress up every single day. We're both still adults and have adult responsibilities. Totally. Like, I mean, he wears, he has a chain with a padlock around his neck. That's my collar for him. He's got a play collar. I have a, I have a necklace that I'll wear that I actually, when we got married, instead of exchanging rings, we exchanged necklaces slash collar.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, so... I mean, we have little reminders of that dynamic every day. Or if I'm like, hey, I need you to go do this. Yes, ma'am. And it's like, that's my boy. <laughs> or, He'll often be called boy. Yes. <laughs> but we're, not, we're not doing a scene every day or doing, like what people would think a 24-7 dynamic is. I don't have him kneeling naked at the door when I walk in. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm usually home before him anyway. But we have those little things we do that, you know, still remind that, you know, we are still dumb and slave
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in our everyday life.
0: I like that. It's all about balance. Because, like, as you said, like, I feel like people have this, like, really distinct um, perception of what they think a 24-7 slave would be or what, like, a slave complex would be. And, like, when those things, like, turn into relationships and stuff, I feel like people just have this image in their head but it's—I don't know—I would say more or less a pretty normal relationship in, in some aspects, like min- in the mundane parts of things. But oh yeah, yeah, just like any other relationship.
1: <laughs> I mean, and but just because I'm dominant, I mean, I still, I still cook, I still clean. I, I wouldn't trust him with cooking. No, I'm kidding. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would but not I, for mine. <laughs> God knows domestic things I'm still his dominant even if I'm the one doing laundry or dishes it's like you know we're still two adults running a household together Yes. Yeah. so So that doesn't change he's still who he is I'm still who I am we just have this extra thing which we've talked about how the great thing about being in a dom-slave relationship in a romantic relationship is the fact that we already have trust and communication built in because of our BDSM relationship. So that just acts as a strong base.
0: Yes. Yeah, totally. That makes a really really great point. I never thought about it that way.
1: I bring wonders. Oh, always.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, of course, like another another chunk of the conversation I want to talk about today, um, amidst all the only ban- the recent only band controversy, which I guess by the time of this airing would have happened a couple of weeks ago now. So there was a big ban or, um, proposed ban that was supposed to happen on October 1st, um, where only bands is going to ex- like ban explicit content. And then they, the next day they changed, <laughs> they rescinded their decision and changed it to, um, suspension. So again, who knows? Maybe by the time this airs, they're going to like <laughs> renege on that decision. Who knows? Like there's very little information about what's happening with that um, current climate around that. But I know that a big thing was creators being concerned about, okay, we can't put all our eggs in the basket. We can't just survive as OnlyFans. But there's so many platforms to choose from. And I wanted to speak to you about... The platform of your choice, which would be AVN Stars, and I <laughs> wanted to learn more about it. So it's time to chat about that part. Let's do it!
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yay! You know have many times I rolled my eyes when you talked about OnlyFans. It's like, oh, okay, okay. go. <laughs> I hate OnlyFans in the past.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's. Well, you you had tried OnlyFans before and you didn't like it. Was it before or after AVN Stars?
1: Uh, both. Because I recently tried it again mm. three weeks ago. I deleted it as soon as OnlyFans put out that thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I didn't the off of it. I don't, I don't know what it was. It didn't work for me, and I was like, yeah, screw it. But yes, I did try it long before ABN was a thing, because mm-hmm. ABN actually came up as a response to when OnlyFans got in trouble for tax evasion. Right. Around like, that time, ABN, like, for anybody who doesn't know, it stands for the Adult Video Network. Yeah, It's an American an American company, um, you know, they do like porn, they have their ABN awards, all that. But in response to OnlyFans having their tax evasion issues, where pretty much everyone's predicting OnlyFans is going to swan dive, okay. ABN was like, here, ABN Stars. It's like OnlyFans, but a hell of a lot better. Come on.
0: Okay. I am excited to hear all about AVN Stars. Like, how does it, because you've been on both platforms, How are the... Like, can you compare a little bit about what OnlyFans has, what AVN has? Or, like, you could just go ahead and focus on AVN if you want. Up to you. I'll let you take the floor.
1: OnlyFans sucks. But anyways. (laughs) Okay, so they both have their subscription sites. That's what they both are. Mm -hmm. OnlyFans, you you can have a free or a paid. AVN, you can technically have both. So, you... Like, I have a subscription for $10 a month, but people can follow me, and if I make posts that are free, they can see all of my free posts, but they can't see any of my posts for subscribers. Oh. Like, it's but it won't show you what the picture is.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, that's a really cool, a really cool feature for sure.
1: So, it's kind of like, like I said, it's kind of like having a paid and not at the same time. Yeah. And it- Another thing, well, they both can do live streaming, but mm-hmm. what I love, with ABN, like I've done live streaming like on many vids for a while. Mm-hmm. I hate tokens with a passion. Oh my gosh, me tokens. too. ABN is in dollars, so oh. got a tip for twenty bucks, you're getting twenty bucks. I mean, ABN also takes twenty percent, just like Only all fans. just like yeah. But I don't care. It's like they're a business. Go ahead and take my, like, out of my subscription, I get eight bucks and they get two. It's like, mm-hmm. that's fine. You can have my $2. If this means I have a platform where I can work and it's safe, take my 20%. I don't care. I've mm-hmm. heard of girls whining about that, being like, oh, we need to get just 10% or this is awful. And it's like, girl... Let me have a word with you. You're going to have to spend money to make money. That's how this works. That's
0: how this works. That's like any platform, though, will always take a cut.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so continue. So I'm hearing some cool similarities, but also some better features for sure. <laughs>
1: um, AVN, you can have a clip store.
0: Oh, you can actually have a store for clips. So, okay, okay. S-
1: you can sell photos and you can sell audio.
0: Oh, this is all on the platform. There's no other like premium style membership. It's just like you sign up, you get access to all this. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like, obviously, you price the videos however you want to. You can actually set it up where if you're a subscriber, You get these videos, they can download the videos and photos for free. You can set it that way or or not. Mm -hmm. And if you're a follower, you still have to purchase them. So that's something you can do. I really like that feature. I know for mine, all subscribers can get any of my videos for free. Oh cool. But followers can't. Ah. The clips I don't know how well that's working right now. Some girls have better luck on it than others, but I like that I can do that. I can live stream. I can I can basically have a live stream site, a clip store, and a subscription site all in one place. Mm-hmm. And they just take 20% and it's like, uh, hell yeah. Because most clip stores take 40%. Right. So it's just like, okay, I can basically have three websites for only 20%. Okay, go ahead, take my money.
0: Yeah, I can see the appeal for sure. Because like, as you said, everything is consolidated. So instead of like you having a ManyVids account and fans account and like, Another fan page or subscription site. It's all in under one roof, basically.
1: I mean, I do have a many bids and clips for sale, just because I had those before ABN happened. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're gonna have customers in different areas. Right. The definitely put your eggs in more than one basket. I refuse to keep them all in one basket. Um, you know, figure out what works for you, because not all sites will work for you. Totally. I just I remember my first night live streaming on ABN. I made a good bit of money. I was happy. Um, hadn't done that in a while, but that's because I've been so focused on all things worn lately, mm-hmm. but like, I know women that have had plenty of success with it, um, had a lot of subscribers, a lot of followers. So I don't know. I love it. I love the platform. I used to be, have you heard of a podcast called Slutpreneur? I have. I have. Yes. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> listened there. yet. <laughs> I, I may be on it in a month to talk about AVN as well. But I was part of their Facebook group. I think I was the only BDSM expert there. I have a feeling I was. Mm-hmm. Or I was the resident dom. <laughs> anytime any girl said anything about OnlyFans, I'm like, nah, fuck that. ABN stars. And I'm like, here, you can message me and ask about it. And so all these girls did, and now I kind of regret it. Because it's like, I wish I could just mass message all, all of you. And I can't. No. The group's gone anyway. Aww. Um, and I would offer, And I'd be like, here's my link. You can look. And I actually was thinking for the podcast, I could actually send you my referral link and girls can sign up AVN through my referral.
0: Yeah, we can definitely do that. Absolutely. We'll we'll plug that in at the very end of the show, which is probably okay. soon. But yeah, absolutely. And if people want to check it out, because I know a lot of people are really curious about which platforms to check, to check out and where to go. Like you seem like you'd be an awesome resource well, to call upon.
1: I'll at the
0: very end when I plug stuff. I have one extra surprise I'm going to do. Oh, surprises. I, I also like surprises, so this is exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, that's really, really awesome. And, like, um, I, I, I know I will have to double check this myself as well because I still haven't. I, I'm kind of making a plan about where I want to go, but I'm also having a different, like, business plan as well about where I want to be putting my efforts, but this this is like a really great basis, and also like you're you're really doing a good job at selling it, com- comparing it to OnlyFans for
1: sure. Maybe hey, to sponsor me. Made- <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, are- okay. now speaking of sponsors, payment. Um, you can actually set it up where, of course, you have to have a minimum amount of money before you can pull out. I think it's are there 100 or 120 minimum. Mm-hmm. You can have it set to pay you once a month. Every two weeks or even every week.
0: Right, yeah, for payouts and stuff
1: too. So you, you don't have to wait a whole month for payout. I think mine is said to be every week. So it's like, you know, if I do have the money, then boom, I can have that. It, like when it goes into your bank account, it doesn't say anything about ABN. It says like right. something ACH or something. Very inconspicuous, which is fantastic.
0: I like that. And it's good that you can have like those other weekly or biweekly weekly and stuff directly taken out because, of course, if you're applying to – it's either, like, if you're doing your taxes or if you're applying to buy a big piece of property or a car and stuff, all of that helps as well when you're, like – when banks need to do, like, a credit kind of check and stuff. So
1: – I mean, when the banks look at it, they don't see anything ABN. They don't see your username. They see – like, obviously, you have to put in your bank information, so your legal name has to be in it. Yes. So they – your legal name something like ACH or something but it doesn't say hey porn.
0: Yeah yeah exactly it's protected that way.
1: Exactly and that's something I know OnlyFans has that too or something like it but that's just something I liked on top of that too.
0: Oh yeah that's super helpful and super handy as well. What about like when you're signing up for an account if you remember is there any crazy verification process as well or is it pretty standard like you'll have to have a piece of your ID, or is there, like, a facial recognition thing? I know that, like, OnlyFans doing that, but if you can remember.
1: I'm trying to remember. Most sites, like, they do, and I like how they set it up. It's fine. I think ABN does this, too, where you have to give a picture of your ID, a selfie, and then a selfie of you holding that ID.
0: Oh, right, yeah. So, like, how OnlyFans was before.
1: (laughs) Pretty much, except... Dear Lord, the last time I made an OnlyFans, it took me five attempts to be accepted. ABN, it only took me one. That's I don't know awesome. what their facial recognition thing is, but it's awesome.
0: No, I had the same experience especially when yeah, if you rejoined OnlyFans recently, then they had that whole verification process with on dado. Well, that took me five times. <laughs> yeah, I
1: heard- about five or six times, and I'm just like, Ugh, I had that too.
0: So frustrating. Like I, I don't want to really have to be like wasting my time doing that if I don't have to.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. They kept saying, "Oh, you're. We can't accept you because you provide direct contact with your fans." And it's like, isn't that what your site's for? I had to remove my Instagram link in order for them to accept me. I'm like, this is stupid. You asked for my Instagram, and then you're like, no. You can't directly contact your fans. AV... No. OnlyFans, you let me do that anyway. What you... <laughs> Ugh, No sense. What about, like,
0: restricted words or restrictions? You know, like... Because OnlyFans, like, uh, certain words are bleeped out. Or, like, you can't send a message if you have those certain keywords or, like, competitor sites. Um, AVN does
1: have that, which I actually don't mind at all. Like... Mm-hmm. But- if you're typing out a message, like, if I try to say I have family over, family's not allowed. You right. have to reword it, which is fine. Yeah. I, I mean, there are certain things you're not allowed, like, you're not allowed to post things that have blood, that have poop. Okay. Most yeah. of are very common on clip sites to not be allowed to post. Right. That's normal. Um, if you want to, you know, put up a video of you, you know, like, going after your ass with a dildo, then, you know, go for it. That's a while, That's fine. <laughs> as long as you're not, like, pooping and smearing it all over yourself, then no one cares.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So great. Okay, like, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. I mean, it's similar in that aspect, for sure, with a lot of the clip sites and subscription sites. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that?
1: Um... I'm trying to think. When you put on your, when you do your audio, your clips, your photos, whatever, it allows you to pick two categories, mm-hmm. and some categories aren't very specific. There's some that aren't allowed, that aren't in there, but I mean, like, I have a pet play video. They don't have a pet play um, category. Right. But I could put a oh, leather video, and they're like, oh, okay, it's a leather video. That's cool.
0: Right. Okay. Okay, cool. This is good to know. Like, I think I'm just going to have to play around with it. <laughs> Uh, it's well, uh,
1: pretty different. easy to get around. There's, like, some things you kind of discover as you go along. And I've heard there's YouTube videos about hidden features that I'm going to look at at some point. Oh, cool. Of course, you can have it linked to Twitter. You can have your things sent over to Twitter, and it's perfectly fine. Oh, but I'm awesome. trying to think, but well, there's just so many things.
0: There's so many things. <laughs> but all the good things. Yeah, no, you've done a great job at selling it, so I'm definitely curious to give it a go, too. Just, like, for me, what selling it is, like, having everything all in one place. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah, that's a really great feature to have. It saves so much time.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. And I mean, I do recommend, like, you could have more than one clip store somewhere, like a mini-vids, a clips for sale. I would recommend doing that. Just, you know, spread it out. See what happens, but... I wouldn't do more than one fan site just because that fan sites are a lot to keep up with. Yes. So much work. I schedule my posts to post three times a day on ABN and Twitter and Instagram.
0: Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot.
1: (laughs) And it's like, you know, when I had my OnlyFans, I just posted up stuff like paid to the wall or whatever. And I was like, you know, screw it. I'm not going to post that. I'm not going to schedule posts for this because one, I don't care. And two, no, because I already have enough going on with two social medias and my ABN stars, which basically you can treat it kind of like a Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like you can put statuses, polls, pictures. OnlyFans had that too, but it's like, you know, anything OnlyFans sucks to me.
0: (laughs) Well, you make a great point there in terms of like, you don't need to have every single subscription site. Like, if you want to diversify, then I would probably recommend having, like, maybe one subscription site, maybe having a clip site, maybe having an account for, like, used things, and maybe one for live streaming. But, although live streaming is on most of these platforms, but, like, it just depends on what where you want to go and what kind of work you do. So. Maybe
1: one that you can do, like, phone sex or sexting. I mm-hmm. know those exist. I'm thinking about getting back on one of those. Yeah, like, yeah. To- I wouldn't recommend more than wine fansite. I mean, even AVN, not AVN. I'm talking so much about it. Many vids, I don't even do their fan site. Mm. It's not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just don't want to keep up with it. Yeah. Because I have i uh, I've heard many vids, their MV Crush. I've heard it's pretty good, but I just personally don't do it. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't. So if you want to try it, you have at it.
0: Totally. And I mean, if you are in the position where you can, you know, financially afford an assistant to maintain all of this, upkeep, because it's a lot of work, then do it. <laughs> so, I do SW not. Yes, SW, world, world com. <laughs> we love that website. We love Dalma.
1: <laughs> We're big fans. Well, out and just do it yourself like I do.
0: Or that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there are a few questions that came in from the audience, just a few here. So I think it's time for that if we wanted to move on over. So I know that you mentioned this earlier, and I I think we, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to it, but the question is, do you offer any in-person sessions?
1: I get asked that a lot, so I'm wondering if that's a slave that's asking. No, I
0: don't. Or not yet. Who knows?
1: Not yet. Maybe one day, but if you live on the other side of the world, I
0: mean, good luck to you. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good question. I think, um, what is your opinion on public shaming slash public humiliation?
1: Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, don't do it. And there's a good reason behind it. So, like, you see in the newspapers when pe- like, I remember seeing a newspaper article a long time ago. Of, like, this girl leading her guy on a leash through a grocery store and how that caused a lot of uproar.
0: Yeah, that was Mistress Lark in L.A. I saw that, too, last year. I was like, whoa.
1: Well, you know, and, and the biggest thing with BDSM and kink is consent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you not in consent from your slave to do it. However, if you're out in public doing this, none of the people walking by have consented. Yes. And even... Like, I think of the grocery store thing. Even if you somehow manage to get consent from every single person there, there are also children. Mm -hmm. Children can't. Right. So, like, the closest I could think to public shaming or humiliation, maybe my husband and I might do a little jabbing joke to each other. Mm -hmm. But we're not a big, obvious thing. It's just me and him being dicks to each other like we normally are. Totally. Like, you can simulate it. I actually made a video... I had a guy request for me to wear jeans in public and squat down to show my butt crack and see how other people react to it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Here too. And I thought I was like, look, I'm going to stimulate it. I'm not going to actually do it because they didn't consent. Mm-hmm. So my husband actually played the bystander in that video. Oh. It's not, I, he's the only one that has it. I won't resell it. That's fine. But I mean you can stimulate it for videos. I wouldn't recommend doing it in real life though, just because there is all that you did not get consent from people.
0: Totally, yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like they're not like other bystanders and other people, like they're not consenting to be in your scene with you.
1: Well, and in the case of Mistress Larkin in LA, um, it's a little more commonplace for kinky stuff to be seen out in public mm-hmm. because that's I mean it's LA yeah um, in, uh, oh heck no no like you're just wearing platform boots somewhere I get books so yeah it def- it's awful. like I guess it depends on the city but for the most part I would not recommend public shaming or humiliation you can role play it in like a session or a video but definitely don't go out and do it
0: yeah practice that with caution people's
1: Consent is key.
0: Consent is sexy. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. This question is, what has been your craziest request?
1: Oh, this is perfect. I just talked to Domo about this one. Oh, good. So, on all things worn, I had a guy. He messaged me. I call him the Druid. Okay, and you're about to. Uh oh. Oh, this one's so fucking weird. But this guy, he was talking about, he has the, he's wanting to buy some clothes for Monique. Okay. And I was like, oh, who's Monique? Yeah. And he said that he bought her because, oh, he's been hurt so many times in the past, so I think she's a sex doll. I don't know. I am mm. just thinking she's a sex doll. Okay. And he talked about how, you know, he talked about he does like, he likes doing horror, special effects, and all this. But then was like, you know, I am a druid. I practice magic. And I'm wanting to get these clothes with your essence and, like, for you to have an orgasm in them. Because I I gave him a thong, pants, socks, and boots. Oh, and that he going to use that in a ceremony to bring Monique to life. What? I, what? quite honestly, I... Hold on. It gets juicier. Strap in. Okay. (laughs) I I thought it was a Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. And I played Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, yeah, I can. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) I made about 150 bucks off this guy. So, I'm not. (laughs) Um, And he was, everything was great. And then down the line, like, he was like, uh... Could you do some custom photos for me? It's like, yeah, sure. What do you want? He basically wanted me to have a circle of candles, burn incense, what? be in the circle, orgasm in my thong and pants, and then say this enchantment that he sent me. And it's like, oh, um, I knew how to fake it. Yeah. I, I'll explain how I did it. I wouldn't, rec- obviously don't scam people, but this kind of shit, I, I wasn't going to actually do it. <laughs> so, um, I could do a custom audio of that if you want. Because then it's like, if it's a custom audio, I just have to say it. Yeah,
0: you just have yeah. to verbalize it. Yeah.
1: And he's like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. It's like, okay, we'll do that. What I actually did, we do burn incense anyway. Mm-hmm. So, we, I took off the clothes, put them right next to our incense burner, and went to bed. we basically boxed the clothes with incense. <laughs> so, and then he, nice. we... Real quick, like, got really dark and creepy. I actually had another buyer approach me, concerned. He's like, This guy's giving like messages about suicide. Oh, and I'm like, whoa. Is it? And I asked this guy, I'm like, Are you okay? And he's like, It doesn't matter now. Everything's in motion. And whoa. all this. And I'm like, I'm um, okay. That's nice. Uh, your stuff's on its way. He's like, It doesn't matter that it's nice. What? And, I didn't hear from him anymore. And it's like, okay. Whoa, that is totally weird. Like, probably about a week ago, I happened to be looking through my email and I looked at my spam, and I have an email from this guy. I thought he had killed himself that night. And two days later, he had sent me an email. It went to spam, so I didn't see it till another two days. He is thanking me for all this and is like, you know, this will, your essence will be. Most one, most shit. What's the word he used? <laughs> you know, very hopeful and bringing my Monique back to life because he also wanted to buy a shirt and a bra for me but didn't have the money for it. And he's like, I will get back in touch with you about buying the rest of the outfit. Oh, keep your essence flowing. And it's like, and I asked him, like, oh, he said something about, like, oh, they don't understand he got banned from the site. Oh, I mean. I reported him, too, because I'm like, dude, he's talking about suicide. I don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, totally. Oh, they don't understand. They did this and that. And I'm like, okay, who the hell is they? What the hell are you talking about? Are you alive? I've not heard from him since.
0: Whoa, that is really elaborate. I had not heard of any story like that yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I never had either until this happened. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh my I, have God. Friends that, I have friends that they do the whole witchy magic thing. That's not my thing, but, you know, more power to you. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, this spell wouldn't work because you need to have someone of pure heart, and he doesn't know you.
0: And I'm oh. like, look, I didn't even
1: do the ceremony. He thinks I did. I put it next to the incense and left it and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell, if he wanted a custom video, I was going to find a way to fake it because yeah. I would. Was-
0: You weren't down for that.
1: (laughs) uh, It's like the Fiji boards. I don't know whether or not those are that happens. I'm not about to test it.
0: No. No, thanks. It's a cult. Totally. Oh, my God. That's so wild. Thank you so much for sharing. That's like next level kind of shit.
1: No, trust me. Otherwise, besides him, I wouldn't have really thought of anything until this happened. It's like, what? (laughs) What did I
0: do? <laughs> it's never a dull moment in sex work. <laughs>
1: like $150. It's like, what's this? What is
0: this? <laughs> well, I mean, the, okay, the last question is kind of similar in the same vein. So not crazy as a request, but like, is there anything you won't do?
1: Yep. There are definitely things I will not do. Right. I, I don't go nude. hmm I do not show off the shrine. I think we can tell what the shrine is. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I will not masturbate on camera. I have a video where I stimulated it, but I'm wearing clothes, and I, like, it's the fakest orgasm I could ever think of. It's amazing.
0: What an award for that. Huh? <laughs> oh, you Win oh, an yeah. award for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was actually my husband's ID, and he filmed it, and he was like, did you actually come? no no, I didn't (laughs) I'm just a good actress (laughs) I'm an amazing actress yes I actually had a client tell me that he's like you're an amazing actress thanks but I mean I'm not going to do anything involving pee or poop because oh god no thank you yeah Um, age play I know people that do it I've talked with a client or two about it it's not my thing. I, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. If that's what you like, like, you know, the whole age play, diaper fetish, ABDL. Yeah. I'm pink shaming. If you love it, go for it. That's just not my thing. Totally.
0: Whatever floats totally. your boat, right? And everyone, I mean, everyone, <laughs> I, everyone I know has boundaries, so.
1: Well, I always think as long as you're not getting hurt or you're not hurting someone else non-consensually, mm-hmm. then... Because, I mean, if you want to hurt someone with consent, then by all means. By all means. But, you know, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else or breaking the law, then, you know, go for it. Have your fetish about daisies or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's a fetish, but it probably is.
0: (laughs) That'll be episode 104. Okay.
1: (laughs) Daisy fetish. My strange addiction, I'm addicted to daisies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, with that being said, where can we find you?
1: Everywhere. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I'm just fucking with it. Okay. Twitter and Instagram under Cage Quail, like a quail in a cage. Mm-hmm. Pretty much a Cage Quail or Mistress Quail you will find me. Because yes. who else is named Quail?
0: I was going to say, no. I was like, Quail, like the bird?
1: Yep, yeah, exactly.
0: Quail like the bird. There we go.
1: There we go. Uh, I'm on AVN Stars with Mistress Quail Many beds, clips for sale. Um, all Things Worn, also under Caged Quail. And speaking of my AVN, I was talking about my little surprise. Oh, yes.
0: So- surprise. It's
1: time. Yes. So, obviously, I'm going to give you my referral code so people can use it. If you, the listener... If you use that code, I want you to message me on AVN saying that you came from this podcast. I will give you a three-month subscription to my AVN.
0: Ooh.
1: This is enticing. Well, so that, you know, you can kind of get an idea. Because I know some people are like, you know, learn by example. That's, I mean, that's how I do anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, and see what you can do. If you want to ask me any questions, you can. And like I said, if you want femdom training a stubby rolodex i am there i'm the only femdom trainer yes <laughs> yeah I mean, looking like looking like the slutty secretary
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh so many goodies quail it was so nice to have you on the show today thank you so so much for gracing us with your presence
1: well, it was nice being on the show. I'm so happy to have been on here and had this wild, fun adventure with you.
0: Oh yeah, like it was such a great conversation about like humiliation, all the type of work that you do in the BDSM community, uh, how you hate OnlyFans. fans. <laughs> yep. I love it. Hate it. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. It was it was such a good chat, and I, I'm so thankful for for you to take the time every day to come chat with me and the audience. So thank you, and for everyone else listening, don't forget it's new episodes every single Sunday at midnight, and it's strip by Sia on Twitter, strip by Sia on Instagram, and it's also my personal which is Sia stuff on Instagram, and we'll catch everyone in for a brand new episode next Sunday. Thank you, Quail. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh... You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellendorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Daburn.